0: Hello and welcome to the "So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist" podcast, where we learn about the ocean, share sea stories, and explore ocean careers. I'm your host, Kara Musia. Let's dive into today's episode. Today's episode, we're chatting with my friend Liz Dutra, a multi-passionate entrepreneur and marine scientist. In this episode, we cover why Liz decided to pursue her master's degree the ultimate marine biologist experience in the Cayman Islands and what it takes to land your dream job. This episode was recorded when I thought the podcast was going to be a blog so there's no real introduction we just jump right in. Hold on to your hats because if you thought marine biology was all whales and dolphins this episode will illuminate otherwise. Here we go. So for the last like two years I'd say um,
1: kind of since i graduated with my master's I've been you know it's been really difficult to find a position.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I, <laughs> right. I get it. But you,
1: but you have to keep going and you have to just constantly yeah. keep applying and networking in, in this yeah. kind of you know environment because if you don't network, it's it's always who you know in a way and mm-hmm. you got to just keep meeting new people. And um, so I reached out to my friend from high school. We mm-hmm. kept in touch, but she started this nonprofit like several years ago mm-hmm. while she was in her undergrad. So we kind of like reconnected and mm-hmm. she she was like, oh, I'd like to you know, hire you as a marine science educator Mm -hmm. and outreach management and, you know, help me run this festival. Mm -hmm. So every year we put on a festival called artsy and it's a completely free festival. Okay. And it's geared towards, um, Miami youth, but all of, all of like, South Florida youth, basically. Okay. And just, um, what we do is we try to take these kids who never get a chance to see what's going on in the ocean, mm-hmm. and we want to we bring them to this completely free event, and they get to learn all about ocean conservation. That's really and cool. So it's really cool. So this year, I'm actually last year I was more of the program manager. I was the I was kind of overseeing the, the way that the the um, event went, and I was kind of the liaison between scientists and artists and food trucks and just making sure the whole event ran smoothly this Mm -hmm. year I actually got a really cool chance to be or I'm excited about it I'm the science curator this year I was like the science was really cool it was there but I felt like it was very um one-sided we invited this group called Ocean Kids and they're from University of Miami
0: okay
1: and some really cool like ocean like curriculum ocean curriculum it's it's all like undergrads and graduate students from UM and you know different, you know different, um, you know different themes. You know ocean themes and mm-hmm. everything. But I was just like, it felt just like we were just only inviting like one group. I'm like, if we're gonna teach kids about the ocean, I don't want them to just think that there's UM, You know, I don't right. want them to think that that's their only like avenue that they right. can. You know? Right. So I Got to talking with my friend Danny, and she was like, No, I think we should like diversify our STEM. You know, because it's like the STEM kind of yeah. themed environment. Um, so this year I got to invite people from all over. So I have Dr. Kajira coming from cool. the shark lab. Cool. I've got Coral Reef Foundation coming. i got okay. the Miami Dade, um, Sea Turtle Conservation Program coming. I've got Broward County Parks coming up for sea turtles. Who else do I have? I've got, so then I also still have some, a lot of folks from University of Miami because right. the event is actually in Miami. It's at Virginia Key. Oh, perfect. It's totally coming. I was actually thinking... About, like, since we're having this conversation, how cool it would be to have, like, a little booth or, like, a little station where it's like you can interview marine biologists. Yeah. All these questions. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, this could be a cool thing to have. At yeah. The so, awesome. Um, so you should totally, like, we have a website, the big blue and you dot, big blue and you dot org. Okay. And on there you can click on, like, Artsy Festival. Totally check that whole thing out. Yeah, I will. Um, but that's kind of, like, been. One thing that I I do a lot of I I'm like I have a bunch of jobs. But <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I've been kind of doing in the last year, cut two okay. years, just actively working in outreach. We gotta we gotta teach the kids and, and yeah. get get the community involved. Yeah. So I do um, I just really think that's really important. It's just kind of always practice what you preach, you know? Yeah, it's that's all about really- the kids. My motto is like we can get the kids to like be little birdies in the parent ears then
0: it kind of helps, you know. Yeah, it does, for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you went to FAU, right? right. Just FAU for your undergrad?
1: For, for undergrad and master's.
0: Okay, so do you have a BS and an MS?
1: Correct,
0: yeah. Awesome. In what, bio? Well, yeah,
1: in biological sciences. Okay. Um, so, you know, FAU doesn't have, like, you know, your...
0: Marine biology. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: But if you will, my master's was geared towards climate change studies and ocean acidification. Um, I would say that that's the bulk of my classes as well as my thesis that I published was all on um, ocean acidification. And during my master's, it was really cool. Uh, Dr. Cook and I and Kate, we all, she was my colleague as well, we lived in the Caymans for a couple months. That's We're so all- cool. Little Cayman, actually. And, okay. Uh, so that was really neat, and I was a graduate research scholar there, and um, cool. basically what we were doing is we were mentoring undergraduate students, there okay. was like eight students, um, however we were responsible for two students, and we kind of helped them, we, we all kind of collaborated on um, a couple different areas of ocean acidification research on the, on the reefs there. So. Okay. Um, Kate was getting her PhD. She's she's since then she's graduated now as well as well as I have. Um, so I was looking at Crestos coralline algae. Okay. And the undergraduate students were looking at um, staghorn corals. Okay. So it was really cool, I and mean, we we had a um, we managed like a sixty aquarium like setup. That's that crazy. We, we built like a lab there. For, like, was it
0: was it just ocean water fed?
1: So yeah, it was awesome. Wow. It was like- open ocean system, like, open flow-through system, mm-hmm. um, and then what we did was we had these two, like, giant batch tanks, and one was, like, our ambient, and one was our treatment tank, and we actually shipped, like, giant barrels, uh, <laughs> CO2 uh, cylinders down there, and we had all of our, like, ocean acidification, ex- like, equipment, so we had these, like, mass flow controllers, and we were blasting CO2 and air and mixing it a certain ratio, and then that was, like, our treatment tank, and then we I feel like as a marine biologist, for me, I'm more of a plumber. If anything, I know how to I know how to make water move. Um, it's so. true. I'm like a master plumber, especially with my experience. i I can build like you know aquariums and like that's kind of like I would say my forte. Yeah. Well, I can get into that. Like another hobby of mine is is that I'll, I'll talk about that. Okay. After. But, but we built this like huge lab there and it was awesome. So we had 60 aquariums and yeah. like 20 of them were for Halameda, yeah. 20 of them were coralline and 20 of them were on, um, Acropora, Cervicortis Sauvacor- and yeah. Prytis Prytis. So we were okay. looking at those two like um, cool. species and um, that was, it was, I mean, you can imagine I lived at a research station yeah. every day, right on the water sunrise right there just beautiful it was just like it was a dream like I could live there
0: that's awesome
1: it was, it was gorgeous like, and that, that was is
0: like a same. dream job
1: <laughs> like when they were like so do you can you go to the Caymans for two months I was like yeah yeah sure I can my, my schedule's free okay.
0: <laughs> you can twist and, my arm
1: <laughs> and they paid for everything and they gave me like a tiny bit of money but not much but right. it was really just to, to, to finish up my master's basically so that's really awesome. So that's where all of my, like, data came from. And so we were looking at calcification. Um, I was looking at, I did, like, a mini competition study on different um, algal species there. Okay. Um, Because my laboratory, like, when I was in grad school, we focused on, like, seagrasses and different Mm -hmm. types of algaes. Right. So, you know, that was cool. So then I, you know, then I spent a lot of time analyzing data, Mm then publishing, and um, the publishing processes. (sighs) a
0: lot. <laughs> yeah. Going through like the peer review and all that.
1: Uh, it's a tricky process, but I learned a lot doing that. And, yeah. um, that's, that's the other challenge as a scientist, you have to not only run an experiment, mm-hmm. analyze the data, but then you have to share it. You have to yeah. publish it, And that's, and that's probably the most important part of, yep. of being a and it's a little piece of the puzzle, right? Because, you know, that's your snapshot on what you saw, but then you have to, like, look at all these other scientists and what they found and mm-hmm. make sense of it all. And and so, so that was, that was master's grad school. That was fun. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. What dive certs do you have?
1: I have, so I started, it's kind of funny. I started off as, like, an open water diver. Okay. Um, just techn- Patty. Just, yeah, just a Patty open water diver. And I got certified when I was 18 and I was, you know, I was in high school, so let me just slide back for a second, though, I always knew that I wanted to be a scientist. Okay. In high school, I went to a magnet school for marine biology.
0: Okay.
1: South Broward High, so I always was so in love with the ocean, like, I, I always, like, I always had that connection to the ocean, so, you know, in high school, I was always, like, learning as much as I could. I had, like, most outstanding marine magnet student, top, you know, great, top grade, you know, senior year, like, that was my dream to be, to do that. Yeah. I went to college and I was like, well, I always loved medicine too. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll be pre-med and try that and maybe mm-hmm. go to medical school. Mm-hmm. And that, that dream kind of ended quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might stick to the marine biology thing Yeah. or try that out. So I took a couple engineering classes and, you know pre med classes and then i was like you know i think i could do the marine biology thing and cool. i think it was really when i actually took like marine botany that i really got like very interested in where i could go with that okay I met dr cook and all that kind of stuff cool so that's kind of where and then she was like well i need a research tech and then i started volunteering with her then i joined the scientific diving yeah um, so yeah. yeah so i'm in the um So I guess you could also say that I'm a scientific diver.
0: Okay. Have you kept up with your certification?
1: Um, not since grad school, but now with this new position, um, I will. I'm enrolling in the University of Miami's um diving safety office. Okay. I will, even though I I'm I'm current, I will have to just take like some refresher. Right. it's like because
0: it's a different program. A
1: well, it's, it's still AAUS. Mm-hmm. It's just a different university. Right. So they want me to do a swim test. I have to do like a physical with them. They mm-hmm. have to, you know, see my equipment checked out. Yeah. That. But it still carries over. But I, I mean, even though I haven't been diving scientifically, I still dive all the time. Right. And, you know, I love to free dive and those yeah. are my hobbies, you know like a seven-year lobster license or whatever, to five-year <laughs> <laughs> keep renewing that. We're just, um, just
0: going to keep playing in the ocean.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so funny enough, I mean, the other thing that I've been doing since I've graduated my um, mm-hmm. master's is I'm so involved with, I love, like, knowing where my food comes from. I'm mm-hmm. very involved with farming and trying to reduce my footprint and all that kind of stuff. So I would say, like, one of my – Biggest hobbies is I'm an avid gardener, and I volunteer at this farm called the Urban Farming Institute. Okay. And, um. So, in addition to working for that other nonprofit, I've actually been helping develop a curriculum called the Growers Academy here. That's and, awesome. Uh, this summer, I taught at seven um, seven Fort Lauderdale like community parks, and I we, we I probably taught over like a thousand children. All about like a six-week course on, on gardening and knowing where their food comes from and learning the like teaching them the connection between land and sea. People think that what we do on land doesn't affect the ocean, but mm-hmm. it directly does. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was very cool. And so these you know these young kids got to learn all about hydroponics and aquaponics and different types of gardening technologies, how to plant a seed, you know plant biology, all that kind of thing. Um, so. In addition to that, while I'm volunteering doing that, um, I learned all about hydroponics and aquaponics. So I actually built two systems um, to grow food. Um, so I like one at Trade Winds Park, and it's okay. like it's a three hundred gallon um, system. So it's got like thirty tilapia in there, and then it has uh, four gallon grow beds, which I plumbed and designed, with, you know, in collaboration with a couple of people that work here at the farm. Yeah. And we're just Growing food and teaching kids how to grow food and fish together at the same time.
0: That's really awesome. So like a full closed loop system.
1: Correct. That's yeah. really so you're cool. Conser- you're conserving water and you're growing fish at the same time. You can grow food. It's very cool. And I think it's the future. Um, and it's it's very interesting. So the second system I'm kind of developing right now at the farm, it's actually an indoor aquaponics system. Okay. And it's, it's like 200-gallon system. Um, and it has six grow beds, so it's a little bit, it's bigger, um, Mm -hmm. and then it's got, you know, indoor lighting and all that kind of stuff. So, like, when I was saying I'm a plumber, I'm, I really, like, PVC is my, my medium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is my art.
1: (laughs) I'm an artist when I play with (laughs) PVC.
0: I mean, you make amazing things with it. So it truly is an art.
1: So that and like, I've been helping design like hydroponic systems for for farms like in Broward County. We just um we just added like a forty tower system to this farm in Dana Beach called the Dana Beach Patch. It's a really cool system. It's like a vertical hydroponic system, and I plumbed the whole system together and made these. I like, kind of. Uh, took this older technology and kind of condensed it into, like, a smaller technology, so it's really pretty cool, and just sharing that knowledge, too, so I would go in and teach all the people that work there, like, all about hydroponics and why it's important and how you can grow so much food in a lot smaller space. Yeah. It, you know, this farm is, like, it's an urban farm, you know, Right. So it's... It's really cool. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So I get paid a little bit to do that as well, but I'm still bartending and things like that.
0: Okay. That's really awesome, though. I definitely have to come down and see this stuff.
1: And then I'm also growing hops. so. <laughs> uh,
0: I've seen the- that. Is it, like, in your backyard or is that at the farm? I don't
1: know if you know where Funky Buddha is. Um, you
0: you know there? what? The only one I went to is in Boca. But I know okay. there's one in Fort Lauderdale, right? Like, the main brewery?
1: Yeah. Okay. So that, that brewery is... um. The farm is right behind the brewery, actually. Okay. So it's called the Urban Farming Institute. And um, it's, like, the largest community garden in Broward County. Cool. We have, like, 50 beds here. So people from all over the community can grow whatever they want, and we kind of guide them into knowing what to grow and how to grow it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's 75 hydroponic towers here. And then there's the hop farm, and then there's – the first managed micro apiary as well. So we have like 50 million bees living here too. Oh my gosh, very cool. It is very cool. So Josh and I, you know, we've been working on opening up this brewery. We finally opened up the brewery. Yeah. But last year we went on to a conference and it was all about how to grow hops in South Florida. Okay. (laughs) Hops in Florida in general. Right. So it was like in in Central Florida. And so for like the last five years, actually they've been growing hops in Central Florida successfully at the University of Florida.
0: I've actually heard of that. Somebody I know retired here and then moved to Gainesville where he bought a plot of land, and, like, that was his thing. He's like, I'm going to grow hops. I already got a brewery lined up. Like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: It, it's been, like, awesome. So I this awesome, I'm going to text you a picture right now of, of them. But um, it's it's been really fun. And then um, that conference, they were basically, like, you can grow hops down here. And we were like, well, nobody's growing them in South Florida. They, they've done it in Central Florida. Right. But no, so I'm actually right now the southernmost hop farmer in the US. <laughs> I, have six, I have 60 plants. Started Instagram, the Southern Hop Initiative, and um, it's pretty fun. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. I sent you a picture of some hops. It's so. awesome. Yeah. We're growing six varieties of hops. And um, so I, I keep busy, um, but now I'm just like really stoked to finally start this new. So that's working for uh, University of Miami and NOAA. Yeah. And I will say that I got this job. How I got this job? Um, when I was in the Caymans, mm-hmm. I met this guy named Jim. So I met him at that party, and, uh, at um. In the Cayman. In the Caymans. Mm-hmm. That the place that I stayed at in the Caymans is called the Central Caribbean Marine Institute.
0: Is that a Smith? Oh wait, no. No, That's not a Smithsonian, just...
1: is it? Is it what?
0: It's not a Smithsonian affiliate, sure. is it? Okay.
1: No, it's it's pretty it's pretty private. Um, not like it's not private, but it's it's not. It's what they do is a lot of um, the people who founded it. She's a professor at um, Rutgers, Rutgers. Oh yeah. So she started it a long time ago, but her husband is like from the Caymans there, mm. and. Um, and so they have like it's a lot. They do a lot of research there. There's active research going on between different universities. So they do like a lot of collaborations. But they also do like like a study abroad. You know, so like a school, mm-hmm. you know, university will come in and they'll do like a three week course on marine biology. And it's like a whole marine station. So they have dorms and everything, and it's right on the water. It's like the sickest. Like you could just swim right out and snorkel. And
0: that's oh, awesome.
1: It's like the best place. (laughs) It is awesome. It's really cool. So, so Jim met him and he started the coral health and monitoring program, which is with Noah. Okay. I met him a couple years back when I was doing, doing my, my grad, you know, my grad work. And then like two months ago, I saw a post. You're familiar with like the coral list server. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I found out about this position. um, So they both work at AOML, which is the atmospheric and oceanic meteorological laboratory. Okay. Specifically I'll be working in the ocean chemistry and ecosystems division.
0: Okay. But I'm a employee for the University of Miami. Oh wow. That works under like that
1: works with a NOAA a NOAA laboratory basically. Okay. And so our area of okay. research is looking at thermal stress and ocean acidification on endangered corals. Super cool.
0: Yeah, that's incredible.
1: And they're actually starting off at decent pay. So I'm excited. Like,
0: That's really exciting.
1: <laughs> it's always
0: a bonus when you get a cool job and it pays something. <laughs> I know when they said that, because I was really not like,
1: expecting health benefits, Perks, you know, yep. UM is like a great company to work for. I heard that I can actually even start working towards a PhD if I wanted to.
0: That's awesome. That's so, really cool. And then so, I'm sure you have access to all like the UM facilities and everything like that if you right. wanted.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So.
0: There's there's something to be said for benefits. It's worth a yeah. lot in pay.
1: definitely is. And the prestige but so they have boats and they've been they've got monitoring sites that they've been doing you know all throughout the keys so I'm like really looking to just get back into field work because that's really like what I love yeah I guess maybe that would be a cool thing to say you know as if you wanted to be a marine biologist you kind of have to pick like are you looking to do more analytic scientific writing yeah um, or are you more into doing field work because if you are then, you know, you would probably want to look at USGS or the South Florida Water Management District or something like that. Yeah. So those are, I applied to like so many South <laughs> Florida Water Management District positions and several positions with UM. So this is the mm-hmm. first one I applied to like over like six, six or seven different ones. So this yeah. is like, I was like, they're going to, they're going to say yes. One of these days. <laughs> Just kept the <laughs> faith. But I also knew this guy worked with this guy. So I applied on, you know, through the website. And emailed the guy, my, you know, my resume and everything. And then I hit up this guy named Jimmy, and I was like, hey, Jim, help me out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and yeah. then
1: I got an interview, and I was like, oh. That's So I had sick. one interview, and then they called me back, and I was like, yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. so exciting. Congratulations. I'm excited <laughs> to see how it goes and hear how it goes.
1: I'll probably disappear for a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's just, you know, I'm going to be driving to Miami every day.
0: Where are you living now?
1: I live in Fort Lauderdale.
0: Okay, like downtown?
1: Yeah, downtown. So wow. I live, like, I could walk, I live, like, I could walk to the downtown Fort Lauderdale if I wanted to, but wow. I live kind of by the, um, science <laughs> All <laughs> of these, like, acronyms are, like, jumbled in my brain right now. But. Yeah,
0: that's, I think it's, like, any field, but I do feel like our field has a lot of acronyms, and you're just like, mm, okay, we'll figure it out eventually.
1: <laughs> like, who do I work for? Which one? I don't even know. <laughs>
0: that acronym that looks good um so like one of my easy kickoff questions is like what are your hobbies because I think that's interesting so you mentioned free diving you go scuba diving
1: right. uh, you could put gardening
0: more... and like being a hopper <laughs> uh,
1: I like to surf also yeah uh, I love like riding my bike I like yoga love yoga I do a lot of yoga um handstands are my favorite
0: <laughs> that's awesome I'm working on mine
1: yeah, I just, you know, being a um, ocean advocate, I guess, would
0: be like a... Okay, that's I mean, uh, that's a lot.
1: Beer, beer, a beer drinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a brewer. I know how to brew beer, too, so... That's
0: that's pretty awesome.
1: A grower and a brewer.
0: Um, so what, I know you said you always, like, you knew you wanted to be a scientist, but was there something in particular that inspired you to become a marine biologist, or is it just, like, growing up, like, this is it? or did you like watch a show or like have an experience at the beach or on the boat or
1: yeah I mean I guess it would probably like go back to high school because I, I really had some great teachers in high school and even though in, in college I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to do that or not uh-huh. in high school I was like I could probably really enjoy doing something like this and okay. um, but we went on several field trips to the Keys, and mm. we went to um, Pigeon Key for like three days. Okay. Right there with Pigeon Key. Mm-hmm. It's it's an island right in the middle of the Seven Mile Bridge.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they have like a like a science, like a marine science camp there. They have Sea Camp, but we didn't go for that. But I know. Yeah. I was
0: like, you're talking about Sea Camp. <laughs> okay. No, there's another one. Okay, so it was like going to the Pigeon Key Marine Science Camp that like really inspired you to continue on. Okay. we basically were
1: like snorkeling every day we were going on boats learning about all of the different organisms mm-hmm. and just waiting in the in the rocks there finding mm-hmm. all these critters it's just like this is this is amazing I would love to do this forever
0: yeah that's really cool but you said you went to a magnet school like so was there something that you were like I need to go to the school like
1: yes yeah so um I actually went to an environmental science Um, middle school so I was like wanted to be involved with science okay and when my mom was like well what high school do you want to go to and we were looking at all the different magnet schools when there was one about marine biology and I looked at all the things that they offer all these fun field trips to the Keys and snorkeling and all Mm this stuff I was like yeah I would definitely do that I mean I feel like from a very young age like I always knew that like I love marine science I love anything with the ocean my mom. I mean, I've pictured. Obviously, we all do. When you're when you're a baby, you playing sand and yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is it. I yeah. actually was born in Las Vegas, but my mom moved here when I was like two. Okay, so
0: you're a Florida time girl. They just
1: bring me to Dana Beach, and I just like played in the beach, and she's like, "You're gonna be an ocean baby." And so never left. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it's a great place, so I don't blame you. Um, so how is being a marine biologist the same or different? than what you had imagined and kind of what I envision with this question is like you can include like you know the job itself or um like field to office ratio which is something that kind of surprised me I feel like your expectations
1: constantly change as you you know as you grow older and you come an adult and you have, these, you have you have these things that you envision as you're younger and you're yeah. in college and you think like this is how it's going to be mm-hmm. I think it's important to just kind of Continue to network, diversify, stay relevant, stay current as much as you can. And even if it's not like your ideal position, it's probably better than not finding a job in marine biology.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but and if you're not happy with you know the way it is, then you just keep on looking for something else until you until you can find it. Yeah. Yes. Um, true. But I, I'll be able to answer that question probably in a month I'm okay. like, I haven't seen the water in, like, a month. <laughs> I guess, you know, if you, you know, if someone wants to be a marine biologist, they better really love to swim and be in the water. Because, like, I know exactly what, like, when I was um, in in grad school and, and before that I was a research tech in the lab and I was helping a Ph.D. out with her research. And it was like we had, like, five different sites that we were doing like a competition study Mm -hmm. and you only had like a day or two days to really go out and get all the data you can. Yeah. Like you're out on the water all day. I mean, yeah, you're in a beautiful area, but at the same time, it's like, it's a bit of like where you feel like it's forced almost. You're a French time. You're just not like you're like on a boat snorkeling. You're like, go, go, go. Yeah. Or also the conditions, right? Yeah. Like, go out in January and fucking freezing in the yeah. Florida Bay <laughs> you're like you got a hoodie on, you're like, well you're in Florida I'm like, no, you're no. in the water all day, you're cold yeah. you know, windy Yeah. A-
0: okay, so what is your favorite field story or stories to tell um, could be like your best or worst day in the field, something funny that happened like kind of a breakthrough you lost something I'm going
1: to try to think of a couple of good ones because I've got I've got a couple of different ones I could give you, like a couple, but like good and bad, you know, like scary almost, just because, you know, we deal with all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, One of my most favorite was when I was in the Caymans, and uh, we would kayak out to one of our dive sites, Mm -hmm. and um, it was a ledge site, so... It would go from, we would drop down to like 60 feet roughly, but then the ledge would just drop off like straight down to like hundreds of feet. But that's it was awesome. gorgeous, right? So it was called rock bottom. And um, that's where I had my um, my tags. I did these like research, uh, I did community study, like an algal community study using these little tags. So I mm-hmm. left them down there for like three months and mm-hmm. then I would, then I'd subjected them to like different pHs. Mm-hmm. So we're jumping off this off our kayaks and we jump into the water and we like anchored up and as soon as I jumped in like a school of tuna went by as I'm like going down and they like jumped out of the water like yellowfin tuna and I was just like oh my god and I just thought that was like cool because I've never seen a tuna under the water swimming you no know? Was,
0: like, that's incredible
1: so that was that was really like a fun, fun awesome time
0: that's incredible It's so cool Um, to be, like, completely entrenched and you're just, like, in all, like, you know, all the reasons why you're there, right? Like, this is why I do this.
1: Beautiful day. It was crystal clear water. The humidity was perfect. It was flat. You know, it's middle of July in Caymans. It was, like, I'm in my bathing suit with my, you know, there's no wet. It was just, like, so free, you know? It's just awesome. We're, like, descending, and I'm just, like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, what's chasing
0: the tuna? Oh, my God. right. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) really not surprised yeah no i didn't see any really sh- i was, never saw like any i saw like like two like a small like four feet four foot caribbean reef shark once and then another time maybe like a like a seven foot or one time but we yeah. dove like for 60 days in a row i mean i literally oh, that's awesome I, I would see more sharks and i really didn't you know yeah but i would say on the other side like a scary note uh we're doing seagrass surveys in in um, Everglades National Park, mm-hmm. and we're going to one site that's super fresh, and it, but it's got, like, it's brackish, but mostly fresh. Oh, God. Um, and we're, we're, it's in West Lake in Everglades. I don't know if you know where
0: Westlake uh, is. No, Everglades. but I have a feeling I know where this is going. Okay.
1: So we're putting in, like, our 10-foot john boat that we have to hop in and out of
0: uh-huh.
1: um, to, to snorkel, because we've got these, like, seagrass sites that we're doing our competition study on. Okay. And, like, or we pull up to the site, and as soon as, like, like the ramp on the boat ramp is a, a saltwater crocodile. <gasps> like, what is he doing there? Like, I know that they're there, but, like, when yeah. I saw it, I was like, oh, no! And so, that was, like, super freaky. And so then, like, the rest of the trip, we were, like, it's just me and my girlfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. We're just, like, like, we're so badass. Like, two girls out here. We're, like, but the whole time, we're, like did you see anybody just as as we get there like he scares off he's like five feet he scares off into the water and we're like oh my god and you know it's not like the best visibility either mm-hmm. so that was a very scary day so you just never know. You know
0: no you don't do you have a defining time when you know you've made the correct choice of like following marine biology
1: um I would say when I when I when I got the phone call that I got this job <laughs> <laughs> Because I've, like, in the last six months, I've lost, like, a lot of faith that I would probably um, pursue a career in marine biology. Like, I was really, like, all right, now I need to think about other things. Like, I really love gardening. I love aquaponics. And I was actually thinking about just doing more entrepreneurial kind of thing, yeah. like building my own systems and trying to sell them to, like, either schools. And so I've been, I was, like, I'm literally had to like... Stop doing other stuff because I like I had all these things that were kind of going in, in the works, and yeah. now that I got this job, I'm kind of like, Oh, sorry, like, I'm gonna take this job. And like, oh, yeah. the guy that I work for, he's kind of like, What? I'm like, Well, you don't really pay me, <laughs> it's like a volunteer thing, which is awesome, but it's just you know, I, this is my dream. So, you know, like a part of me was interested in, in, in this entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial type Mm -hmm. thing too, because it's, it would be awesome to work for yourself, but it's also very hard too. Right. Um, and so I think there's still time for that, you know, so I'll work this job for a little while and then eventually, um, you know, maybe I, I will start my own like gardening, aquaponics business or consulting something, you know? So
0: yeah, you got tons of time, but it'd be nice to like pursue this and be like, is this it? Like this could be it. Exactly. Why do you find your job so rewarding?
1: <laughs> hmm. Um, I think it's rewarding because I feel like I'm making a difference for um our planet um and not, not only just for the planet, but also locally. Um I think I've really done a good job at trying to impact my community. Mm-hmm. I think the most important place to start is starting at your community. Um And it's been doing, you know, educating as many kids as I can Mm -hmm. and working, involving these, um, you know, these free festivals where we're teaching kids all about the ocean and giving kids an opportunity to, that never been to the ocean, to really teach them so that they connect with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's, like, probably the most, like, rewarding part is to say, like, because it's one thing to, like to, like, do research and stuff, but I feel like it's another thing to actually, like, practice what you preach, and it's, right. like, it's a lifestyle, like, I, I preach all about, like, pollution and mm-hmm. plastic and, you know, and, and, trying to, what you do every day can affect the earth, you know, years from now, and I think that's, yeah. like, that's, like, one of the most important parts, I think, about being a marine biologist is doing research and stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, we are the protectors, we have to, mm-hmm share that. You know, we have to inspire people to want to change.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Two more questions. What advice would you give to someone who wants to be a marine biologist, and what advice should they ignore? And I feel like you've kind of, like, thrown out some gems already, so I'll definitely incorporate that, but if you have any pearls... I
1: mean, I think for advice definitely, you know, pursue a science, um, an undergrad in science. Definitely keep mm-hmm. that in mind. And then I think... Volunteering is probably like the second thing I would say. Like, you know, let's say you're an undergraduate student and you're pursuing, you know, you're you're taking class science classes and whatnot. Yeah. I think that probably the most important thing would then to be volunteering in some sort of research or a nature center or something like that. To make sure that you like it. Because I feel like if you you start doing a lot of people I feel like do that and then they realize they don't like it. Right. Or they want to make more money or something. Right. You definitely want to, you do it because it's your passion. It's not necessarily because the rewards are way more than the the money, if you will. You know, the rewards supersede how much money you make.
0: That's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. But if, but you know what though, it's, and then that's not always true because, you know, eventually, you know, it can pay off. You know, you might, you might continue and make, maybe make a huge impact, a huge difference and stuff. And, uh. Maybe you get a grant or you get a scholarship mm-hmm. or, you know, there's just cool things can happen.
0: This is true. Any advice they should ignore?
1: Like that, that last part too. Like if you really want to be a marine biologist, don't worry about the money. Follow your dream.
0: All right. What's your favorite ocean animal?
1: Ooh. Oh, it's here. Wow. That's uh, that's always a tricky one because I feel like I change all the time I like all of them. Um. But it's probably like more of one of the weirder ones, like zooxanthellae or like like a random <laughs> algae. Like, I don't know, I love like I love I love plants, you know. Yeah. And in sea, so Yeah. Um, so it'd probably be like, you know, coral or zooxanthellae or crustose coralline algae. You can make it super nerdy. There you go. You know what it's funny is like as a robot people ask me all the time, so like, do you study like dolphins and like <laughs> <sea turtles?"> <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, no, actually, I study plants and coral. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they don't get it. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm like, take a deep breath. And then when you exhale, you can say, thank you, ocean. And like, that's what I teach the kids because like the plankton, man, everyone forgets about them, but they're making our oxygen for us, you know, and like, it's true. Yeah. You know? So that's the kids are like, really? And they like, they love that. And then I'm sure they like go home and tell their parents and they're like, yes, they're they're taking something away. You
0: know. That's a good one, actually. I like that.
1: Oh, man. Like, my girl, Danny. Mm-hmm. Ch- check her out. But, I like, will. we travel a lot. And um, when we do that, we do talks like we were in New York. We've traveled quite a bit. Um, but uh, we were in New York, and we visited, like, a school in the Bronx. And, like, okay. we did, like, how to become a marine biologist, sort of. And yeah. And us and everything. And all the kids just, like, love that. And we just get everyone real quiet. And we're like, all right, everyone, take a deep breath. And then exhale. And, like, the whole room does it. It's so exciting. And, <laughs> and we're all, like, "Say thank you, Ocean. And they're, like, and, you know, and then they don't, they, that's something that you would remember if yeah. You're like, kid, you know? Like, yeah. That's where a majority of our oxygen comes from.
0: Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. You have a lot going on. I cannot believe how much you have going on. Thank you so much for your time. This is great. Howdy again. Kara here. I hope y'all are as motivated as I am after listening to Liz. As I mentioned earlier, this interview was recorded when I thought this podcast was solely gonna be a blog. As a result, random noises like the low battery beeping you likely heard or the clicking of my pen weren't really supposed to matter. We did also go off on several tangents, so if the interview sounds a bit choppy, I apologize. I wanted you, the listener, to hear the important bits without the extra fluff added in. Why not re-record? you may ask? A regurgitated interview doesn't usually come out that great. I've tried. As always, I have an action item for you. Liz has done her fair share of incredible research for the ocean, but what struck me most about her interview, and the reason why I wanted to share it with you, is her incredible work for the ocean that's not exactly marine biology related. Knowing where your food comes from, using reusable cups and utensils, these are magnificent ways for anyone to help the ocean. Can you switch out disposables from your life? For example, plastic eating utensils. Can you purchase a bamboo option and carry them with you or in your vehicle? Or even just bring an extra fork or spoon from home? No extra purchase required. These little acts multiplied by millions of people can make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening, y'all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to subscribe to our channel. It helps other ocean enthusiasts find us. And we'll catch you next time on the So You Want to Be a Marine Biologist podcast.